This is Charger Rundown, an update on all things Hillsdale College Athletics with your host, Kat Torres. Welcome to Charger Rundown. My name's Kat Torres, and I'm here to give you the latest in Charger sports. Baseball is back, conference competition is underway for both basketball and track, and men's tennis has set the bar high after a big win this weekend. Later on, you'll hear from Sergio San Jose Lorza of the men's track and field team. Hillsdale Chargers basketball. Well, the Charger men's basketball team is tournament bound after a win at home last Thursday against Lake Erie, 92 to 71. They closed out the regular season by continuing their hot streak Saturday afternoon in Ohio. In a tough, low-scoring game, Hillsdale won for the eighth time in its past nine games, 60-51 over Ohio Dominican in Columbus. The Chargers are 15-11 overall and finished its last GLIAC schedule with an 11-9 record. During this 8-1 stretch, the Charger offense had been on fire, regularly scoring more than 80 points per game. But early on, it was apparent that this one wouldn't go away, as both teams struggled shooting the ball from the floor in the first half. Only a late series of made baskets lifted Hillsdale's shooting percentage over 40%. In the second half, a quick 5-0 ODU surge was met by an effective counterpunch by Hillsdale, including some key points scored by improving young players. Sophomore center Nick Zarnowski scored six straight points to help withstand one fast Panther rally. He made three straight field goals and on his way to a team high of 13 points in the game. He went 5-for-8 from the floor and made all three of his free throws in another effective performance. Sophomore forward Gordon Bayer gave his team a big lift with back-to-back three-point shots in the second half to keep Hillsdale's cushion comfortable. Bayer finished with a career high of eight points for the Chargers. Senior Rhett Smith scored all eight of his points in the first half, and junior Stedman Lowry wrapped up a stellar regular season with ten points, with all five of his made field goals coming from two-point territory. Hillsdale is in the GLIAC tournament, though its seeding and first-round opponent won't be known until the GLIAC regular season ends this Thursday. The rest of the league has one more game left to play while Hillsdale has a bye week. The GLIAC tournament first round will take place Tuesday, February 28th. On the women's side, their season came to a close Saturday afternoon in a high-scoring 94-86 loss at Ohio Dominican University. The Chargers finished a regular season with an overall winning record of 14-13 and 8-12 in GLIAC play. One of the highest-scoring games of the season saw Hillsdale put five players in double figures and saw a career-best shooting performance from one of its most reliable players. Junior Maddie Reed connected on a career-high five three-point baskets and finished with a season-high of 19 points to go along with three rebounds. She was 7-for-11 from the field overall. Hillsdale got out to a fast start, holding leads of 10-2 and 18-9 in the first quarter. But the Panthers turned the game around thanks to a 15-2 run that spanned the first and second quarters. By halftime, ODU had built a 12-point lead. In the third quarter, both teams combined an incredible 60 points with the Chargers cutting into the deficit by outscoring the Panthers 32-28. It was the second time this week Hillsdale ellipsed the 30-point barrier in a quarter. The margin narrowed to as little as two points down the stretch as sophomore Allie DeWire went to work, slicing through the ODU defense for one layup after another. But Hillsdale could never get over the hump and tie the game back up, and the Panthers pulled away in the end. ODU held a 42-29 edge in rebounding, which helped negate Hillsdale's 18 fast-break points. Hillsdale also scored 34 points off of 23 Panther turnovers. DeWire led the team with 24 points, shooting 8-for-14 from the floor. She also had 2 rebounds and 7 assists. Brittany Gray, McKenna Ott, and Allie Dittmer all had 10 points for the Chargers. Dittmer recorded a double-double in the final game of her junior year, collecting a team high of 13 rebounds. Hillsdale Chargers Tennis. Hillsdale College men's tennis team notched a signature win Saturday afternoon in Pennsylvania. 
The Chargers pulled off a 5-4 victory over Mercyhurst College and the number three ranked team in the Atlantic region. It was easily Hillsdale's biggest win of its second year in existence, improving the team's record to 2-2 on the season. Four of Hillsdale's five wins came from the singles flights as the Chargers' depth showed up when it was needed most. The duo of Milan Murkovic and Julianne Collette were the lone winners for Hillsdale in the doubles flight, 8-1. Murkovic picked up a key win for Chargers at number three singles, 6-1, 6-2. Sophomore Justin Hyman also won number two singles in straight sets, 6-3 and 6-4. And junior Dugan Delp was a 7-5, 6-0 winner at number four singles. And John Sirachi earned a 7-5, 3-0 victory at number six singles, helping to clinch the win for the team. Up next, men's tennis, they will be taking on Grand Valley State in Allendale. Hillsdale Chargers track and field. Hillsdale College men's track and field team piled up four NCAA provisional marks in its final competition before next week's conference championship meet. The Chargers won the Hillsdale tune-up with 157 team points, performing well in a wide variety of events. The team received some excellent runs by athletes in the middle distance sprinting events, led by a win in the 200 by Sergio San Jose Lorza, who earned a provisional time of 22.08. That win came after he tied with teammate Todd Fricky for third in the 60 with a 6.86, also good for an NCAA provisional time. Hillsdale dominated the 200, taking five of the top six places overall. Freshman Nate Eldridge earned his first win in the 400 with a time of 49.89 seconds. Another win was turned in by sophomore Tanner Schwanicki, who took first in the 800-meter run with a 153.58, which is also an NCAA provisional mark. Veteran Ty Echemendi won a triple jump with just missing an NCAA provisional mark with a leap of 14.18 meters. Second place finishes were turned in by Jared Shipper in the pole vault with 4.96 meters, Merritt Canada in the long jump with 6.48 meters, and Nick Feeney ran the mile in 4 minutes and 19 seconds. On the women's side, they took full advantage of their last home indoor meet before conference Saturday afternoon. The team racked up seven first place finishes and cruised to a win in the Hillsdale tune-up meet with 182 points. Headlining the first places was Dana Newell, who set a new school record in the weight throw, reaching 19.08 meters. A former All-American and a terrific all-around thrower, Newell had come oh so close to that record throughout the indoor season, and Saturday broke through and now owns a school record all her own. Another veteran, Alexandra Whitford, was victorious in her final home indoor performance. She cleared 3.82 meters, just three hundredths of a meter away from her personal best. With the goal in mind to hit provisional times, the standard required to be placed on a list of competitors that will go to nationals, Hillsdale took three of the top four places in the 200-meter dash, led by a win by Victoria Wichman. Her time of 24.95 seconds was an NCAA provisional mark. Not far behind were Ashley Moran in second and Fiona Shea in third and Elise Farley in fifth. Farley also took second in the 60-meter dash. Senior Allison Duber won her final indoor meet with an easy victory in the 400-meter dash with a 56.99, good for an NCAA provisional time. Hannah Watts was victorious in the 800-meter run with a time of 2 minutes and 16 seconds, also a provisional mark. Freshman Katie Vanderselt won her first collegiate race, winning the 3,000-meter run in 10.52. Long jumper Chloe Olgren was also a first-time winner Saturday, jumping 11.13 meters in the triple jump. Up next, Hillsdale heads to Finley for the 2017 GLIAC Indoor Track and Field Championships. Hillsdale Chargers The Hillsdale baseball. College baseball team played regular season games in the state of Michigan earlier in the year than ever before. Unusually warm and highly welcome spring weather greeted the Chargers and the future GMAC opponents 
Alderson brought us in the 2017 season openers for both teams Saturday night. The Chargers and Battlers split their season opening doubleheader played at Adrian College. AB won the first game 5-0, while Hillsdale bounced back to win game 2, 8-4. The young team had many freshmen make their debut, including Brendan Osi, who picked up a hit and a run scored in and a run batted in. Freshman pitcher Colton Rominski was effective in his 4.1 innings on the mound, yielding just one hit while striking out three batters. On day two, Hillsdale experienced some growing pains, losing to Allerson Broadus 6-5 and 15-5 in a doubleheader on Sunday. Sophomores Colin Bowers and Steven Ring each had two RBIs to lead the offense in the opener. Freshman Dante Topi had two hits in his first collegiate start, and a redshirt freshman, Jacob DePilo, scored twice. In Game 2, Hillsdale clawed out to a 4-3 lead in the third inning after Bowers double-scored Ryan O'Hearn, clapping a three-run frame. But the Battlers quickly gained a lead after pushing three across in the top of the fourth. Hillsdale rallied in the seventh, led by another O'Hearn run, coming courtesy of an infield single by Alex Waltz. But the scoring ended there. Freshman Andrew Verbruggi made his first collegiate start on the mound and struck out two in four full innings pitched. Toby was solid in three relief innings, not allowing an earned run. Up next, Hillsdale plays a three-game series at Bellarmine next weekend. I sat down with Sergio San Jose Lorza of the men's track and field team, who comes all the way from Spain, about his goals for indoor season. So at the beginning of this year, my goal was doing PR, like all athletes. So little by little, I'm doing great. So this meet was my only chance to run at home without being the track like for six, seven hours without travel, without any kind of bad things for track and field staff. So I was so excited to just run without thinking, without just have fun, which I really needed because it's kind of hard this season. So for example, in the 60, I only think about run fast, that's it. And I get a really good score this season to me, so hopefully next week in Glee I can do like PR or something like that. I'm so close, so hopefully it's going to be nice. What sort of challenges have you had to face this season so far? <laughs> First of all is traveling. I hate travel a lot because I don't used to travel for meets. So being the bus couple hours to me so hard for my muscle are feel stretched and tight. So it's the first point. Then the second one is people look great here. I mean, it's only, okay, it's Division 2, it's, people are run fast, but it's not my house, it's not my country, so it's kind of really hard stuff. I have too many people support me, and my team is awesome, but sometimes I feel scared, like, mm, I don't know if I can afford that, but I think the worst thing is don't have my family, my friends here support me when I don't, not well. Those kind of challenges of being a student athlete that's come from out of the country from Spain, how do you feel you have transitioned other than those things that kind of make it a little bit challenging? Uh, really hard because here the get a good grade is so hard in this college. So I know when I'm done with track, I have to get a good job, like to be a good man and with money and all of this. So to me, the first thing is my grades. So it's hard to accomplish both things at the same time in my second language, taking all that many credits in season. But I had too many friends here helping me with that. And my coach is, Coach Miller is awesome with, with all my staff. So I feel really proud of my teammates and him. 
What's been the best thing about being at Hillsdale for you so far? I think <laughs> they, I, improving my English. I think it's really good, nice, I think. And then other good stuff is making a lot of friends because people think... So I thought before coming here, people are so different from Spain, for example, from Europe. But then I realized like people are the same. People at Hills, they are awesome. They help me a lot with all my stuff, my housemates, everything. So be here is nice because I learn other other language, I, how to run properly, for example. And I know more like how Americans think about the thing. So it's kind of interesting point of view, kind of to combine everything together and feel one of the team here is awesome. It seems to me that the team has been the biggest impact for you since coming from Spain to little Michigan. How do you feel the team's going to do this weekend at conference and how do you want to do? Well, my teammates are going to do great. I mean, they are doing a huge progress little by little in the in all the meets, so I think we are going to do a huge surprise in the meet, and we can, I think, I hope we win everything. I mean, because I saw how they practice harder and harder, and I believe in them more, more than in me, but I have to do better for the team, so hopefully I can do a huge surprise too, beat my teammate Tofriki <laughs> in the 60 maybe. He's awesome. And <laughs> I hope do so great in the 200. That's my goal for next week, the 200. Once conference is over and you transition into indoor season, does the mindset switch for you at all, the mentality, or do you approach it in the same way? The outdoor is going to be different to me because this is when I only focus in 60 and couple in, maybe in 200, but I'm excited about outdoor for the 4x1. That's my life. 4x1 is the best thing ever created for human being <laughs> because okay you can do well or not well in 100 for example i i used to practice for the 100 outdoor but when you are running the 4 by one you only can do well you have to do your best for your teammates and it's an awesome experience running with the, those guys so my only goal is running as fast as i can in the 100 to help my 4 by one team to go nationals well, thank you so much, Sergio. Best of luck this weekend and going forward in outdoor season. You're welcome. See <laughs> you. Thank you. That was Sergio San Jose Lorza on running for his team and his excitement for the 4x100 meter relay that's coming up this outdoor season. I also talked with Brad Monastere, Sports Information Director, on this bye week for men's basketball to get some insight on how this team has grown over the season. Well, we're definitely peaking at the right time. Uh, we've won eight out of our last nine games. Uh, the only loss in that span was at Finley. And in those games that we're winning, we're finding different ways to win. Uh, the most recent game at Ohio Dominican is real defensive grind. Now the team really shot the ball very well. Uh, ODU is a tough team at home. They win a lot of close games at home against maybe some better competition. So it was a real test for us to end the season. And we won 60 to 51. We kind of want to grind it out, get defensive stops kind of game. But in many of the other games in this recent stretch, we've really scored really, really well. And it's not like we're getting that kind of output with one guy getting 35 to 40 points. We're getting five guys in double figures, and we're getting different people contributing, which makes us a really tough team to guard. Looking back on previous teams that we've had and, and their experience either getting into the tournament or missing it, is this particular time of year for this particular team, is it indicative of other teams that we've had in the past at all? 
Very much so. This reminds me of the team in 2009-10 that started this season 1-10. We lost 10 of our first 11 games. Had very much a new starting lineup with uh, we had a transfer and some sophomores that were kind of trying to get adjusted to their roles. And we really, really just struggled. We lost games every kind of way you can lose them that year. From the point where one and ten, we finished the season fourteen and two and made it to the GLIAC tournament championship game. And when it clicked and those pieces all fell together, we just took off. And this team very much reminds me of that team even earlier this year, where it's like, yeah, I, I'm reminded of that team quite a bit, where you had new guys playing much greater roles than that they had had before, trying to find their comfort zone. And as that 2010 team sort of evolved during the season, guys got more comfortable, got more confident, got more productive. I'm seeing the same elements take place here and uh, in terms of how we're peaking late in the season. We're peaking defensively, we're peaking offensively, and we're getting contributions from a lot of different people uh, that's going to make us a real tough out uh, in the first round. This is Radio Free Hillsdale on 101.7 FM. My name's Kat Torres, and you're listening to Charger Rundown. I'm here with Sports Information Director Brad Monaster, and we're talking about the GLIAC tournament for the men's basketball team. Brad, how do you think Coach Tharp is talking to his players right now, and what sort of mindset does he want them in on this bye week? Everyone else in the league plays Thursday. We don't. And we pretty well know that we're going to play Fair State. I think there's a, a less likely scenario of events that would allow us to get to the seventh seed. But I think if, if somebody were to place bets on where are we going to end up, it seems most likely will be the eighth seed. So now our staff and our team has 10 days to prepare for a specific opponent. What I think Coach Tharp is going to do is try to do a blend of Game planning specifically for what Ferris State does well. They have a, a really good big man in the middle, and, and they always have very athletic guards, along with reinforcing the things we've been doing well lately, and that's be, we've become such a tough team to guard. Uh, Stedman Lowry gets so much attention because of the reputation he has as a terrific shooter. Well, that opens up for things like Ryan Badowski getting open in the corner. Uh, the eight threes he hit last Thursday against Lake Erie, he wasn't being guarded on very many of those because of the attention other people get. So he wants to reinforce and maintain that confidence that the team has really achieved over these last two or three weeks while really honing in on, on a team like Ferris State specifically, a team that's very tough, but that's a building we've had some success in in recent years. We've won there a couple of times, so it's a building we feel like we can go in and win. If you compare it to Finley, we haven't won in that building in 15 years, and, and that it gets in your head after a while you know, when you play a team like Finley. So I think going to a place like Ferris, it's awfully tough. They're very good. They're nationally ranked, uh, as they should be. But it's a building that we know if we can go in and execute what we do, we give ourselves a great chance to win. So, Brad, my last question for you is, is how can you predict this team to do? They've had some really great, awesome, victorious wins, and they've also had some really heartbreaking losses, which is a theme I've kind of been noticing throughout this season. So what can we expect from this team if they do get into the conference tournament? It's much easier for us to shoot at a really high percentage at home than it is on the road. If we can somehow translate that toughness and that killer instinct that we have offensively that we showed in places like at Walsh where we scored 102 points and won a tough overtime game. We can take what we bottled up in that type of win and take it to Ferris. 
uh, I, I like our chances. I mean, I, I think that we can. We have the type of game that can beat anybody anywhere if we're knocking those shots down from many different people. You know, a guy like Nate Nevue who just sets the table for everybody and does such a tremendous job at getting guys open, knowing when to sort of take it to the hole or set other people up. He's become a very, very good decision maker. And so we have those elements that, given if we can knock those shots down, our game translates well on the, on the road, regardless of the opponent. And I think these guys know, hey, we're kind of playing with house money as the eight seed. We don't have any pressure on us. Just go out and relax and, and throw everything we got at Ferris. Ferris is the number one seed, which they earned by having as great a year as they had. They had a 15-game winning streak during the year. But if we just throw everything we got at them, uh, we'll give them all they want. Thank you so much. I appreciate the time. Thank you, Kat. That's all we have for you this week. We'll catch up with you next week to talk all things Charger sports. I'm Kat Torres. Thanks for listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. We'll talk to you soon. Until then, go Chargers. Charger Rundown with Kat Torres will return next week right here on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM.